Kyora. Welcome to the house. It's a truth universally acknowledged that a person in possession of an excess of masochism must be in want of a job as an MP. Well, maybe not universally acknowledged, but surely well evidenced. And yet there is never any shortage of fresh faces sure that they can either fix the world or get famous without suffering the whips and scorn. It's truly an honour to be your representative in this house. The privilege of being here is immense. In their maiden speeches, MPs typically describe the job as an honour or a privilege. And it is. They don't mention how brutal it is. Maybe they haven't realised. And that's why they're drawn to it, with a deep well of optimism or an overly healthy ego. But there are few, if any, other jobs that, no matter how well you do them, result in unhealthy levels of public abuse and vitriol. And that's when you do well. If you screw up, heavens help you. That can lead to protracted sessions of public bloodletting. And nothing the committee could do, I think, uh, would be as bad as the damage to the minister's reputation that she herself has imposed by her failure, by her gross negligence, by her serious errors of judgment. That was National MP Michael Woodhouse yesterday speaking on a report back from the Privileges Committee inquiry into the failure of the Minister of Education to promptly correct an answer given wrongly during question time. It had been an obvious own goal, one that might easily have been saved, but weirdly was not. In most jobs, if you screw up royally, you might get berated in a quiet room. Or maybe HR will offer a carefully worded verbal warning. For MPs, the boss's anger is only the beginning. After that, all of their misdeeds, errors, mistakes and personal frailties get discussed and dissected in public, and then used as opportunistic weapons to beat them with. The only other people that come close in public dissection are probably all-black coaches. I frequently wonder why either group put themselves through it. Yes, MPs can achieve great things, but some people will hate them for that as well. There are reasons, though, for such high standards. Labour MP and Attorney-General David Parker, and then Nationals Michael Woodhouse. I think it is a salutary lesson to ministers uh, and to members generally that standing orders uh, need to be adhered to if this place is to work properly. Uh, and amongst the most important of those functions is the holding of the government to account the government that spends money and has authority on behalf of the people to do very serious things. And one of the most important ways in which governments are held to count is through uh, question time. And therefore, when a question is wrong it do and misleads the House, it ought to be corrected at the earliest possible opportunity. Parliamentary Privilege 101. Every member, <coughs> no matter how inexperienced, should know that. And certainly, Every minister should have that drummed into them um, when they become ministers. That if they make a mistake, they correct it. That is a fundamental corollary to the parliamentary privilege we hold. That's right. You see, ministers are powerful and that power must be held in check. Being an MP comes with rights and powers that Parliament refers to as privileges. It's all about that balance of power and responsibility. And... A healthy fear of pushing beyond the rules is probably useful. And there's also, as Golras Gairaman points out, a desire not to be one of those countries where the opposite is true. And ministers are just a law unto themselves. We should be proud that 
we do live in a democracy where robust debate can happen and we do have a parliamentary oversight body like the Privileges Committee that did meet that did have the power to question the minister orally, to request written information, um, meet for hours and hours and have those very fulsome debates. You've been listening to The House. This programme is produced with funding from Parliament's Office of the Clerk, Matua.